At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. Good evening, everyone, and happy Wednesday. This is Tina and Jim with Floors Truly. Hey, Jim, how are you doing? How's your week going so far? It is going so far, and I think the best it's been because I'm here with you. Jeff, unfortunately, couldn't make it tonight. He'll be back really wide-eyed and bushy-tailed next week. He's going to be off today. So I have so many questions right now about all the festivals and all the amazing things that are happening in New Orleans and in the, the NOLA area. Let me, New Orleans, as you guys yes. say. I uh, can't say New Orleans. I was, uh, I was not going to correct you. I was hoping. Uh, but, uh, but I remembered from the last show. Now, your father was obviously, as we've talked about before, great artist, musical talent. And the one first thing I wanted to talk about was something that really interested me was the Brass Fest. Why don't you talk talk about that a little bit, and also first talk about your dad and the musical style that he had, and then and then talk about the brass fest. Well, my dad has played the trumpet and sang since he was little. It, it is it was his passion, but it wasn't his primary job. He always felt that you needed to have a backup. Basically, don't be a starving <laughs> artist, <laughs> which is one yeah. of the reasons why he didn't want me to go into journalism because he told me he didn't want me to be living with him when I was 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, he had a full-time job. He worked for the city of New Orleans and music was his, 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 his second love next to us. So he played uh, with a couple of different local bands. He had a, a local band too that he performed with on a regular basis called Dixieland All-Stars. And he played different events. I mean, he played uh, community events, clubs, um, weddings. Uh, like I said, he played trumpet and he sang. And I, so I've been around music my whole life. And I actually was a singer too, since I was young, obviously being around it. Um, and he got me into music. I, he tried to get me to play trumpet, bless his heart. I just didn't have the lungs for it. <laughs> I played, uh, played keyboard a little bit. And I sang, I was in theater when I was younger unfortunately as I got older my bout of anxiety on stage got worse so mm. I had some opportunities to get involved with some school programs and I I should have took advantage of them I, I always say don't live with regrets and that's probably my biggest regret because I don't know where I'd be now so sure. unfortunately I kind of just gave up singing completely until I ran into somebody a few years ago and I wound up getting back into it but um, my dad was you know, very passionate about it and I learned to love music from him um, mm -hmm. music is something that no matter what mood you're in, it, it changes you to me, lyrics and songs. It's, it's, there's so much emotion. And, and if you're, if you're into it, like I am, it's very, you're very passionate about it. That was the one thing when I was on stage and I'd sing, no matter if I had a really bad day, music changed me. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's the beauty of living in new Orleans is that our culture, I mean, we have so many different types of music here from jazz to R and B to rock. And, and there's, there's another festival we'll talk about later. It's called Buku. It's EDM, but we have something for everyone here. So it's, it's a really fun, busy time in New Orleans. There's never not a bad time to come and visit here, but right sure. now with it being spring and so many festivals, there's just so much going on in and around New Orleans. I mean, there's, I believe three festivals just this weekend alone. Wow. So it's, it's an exciting, it's a really exciting time. I mean, like I said, if you're coming to visit here, any time of the year is great. It's just right now with it being spring, there's just so much going on. But, you know, like I said, I, I learned to love music from my father and being around it. And I appreciate it more now than I did, unfortunately, when I was younger. And I think it was just because I got, I was around it so much. Like I'd come home from school. My dad was practicing on the weekends. He was practicing and he's no longer with us. And I'll tell you what, I would, I would love to just hear that one more time. Sure. And, and it's been over 20 years. So technology has been, is better now than it was when he performed. So I have old cassette tapes, whereas mm. now, you know, the, the, the technology is so much better. The quality of the music would be better, but I still have those and I have great memories and, you know, I'll forever remember that. And, and, and it was something that, you know, I'm very fortunate because not every child grows up with that in their family. And it was, it was really embedded in my, my upbringing when I was younger. Now, what I, I think with your father and with you, with your talents and with your passion for music, boy, 
now the Brass Fest, it's called the New Orleans Original Brass Fest. Yes. It's, it's, uh, the website is www.nola, N-O-L-A, brassfest.com. So it's www.nolabrassfest.com. And it is, um, there's some amazing artists and it looks like it's just a classic New Orleans where these guys are out there doing their music and it's, and everyone's just loving on it. It's, uh, uh, it's at Louis Armstrong Park, and it says in dedication to all of our brass band musicians who have passed on. And that's what I love about Tina, because they have a, a huge passion for the past and a huge respect for it, that they remember the people that brought these amazing traditions and these amazing talents. And boy, uh, Louis Armstrong, obviously icon. But uh, I think this is something that if I were around I would, I would not miss this. This looks like a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. Actually, it's this weekend, actually. Brass Band <laughs> um, is in Trombone Shorty Foundation. They're, they're two huge New Orleans performers. If you say those names, everybody knows who that is here. Mm-hmm. Um, the tickets are really inexpensive. They're $10. You can get VIP seats. They've got food and drink, of course, because, I mean, it's New Orleans. But uh, it's, it's one of those events that like you said, it's, it's, we are known for brass band. I mean, we are known for, oh, yeah. we, we are known for that. I mean, even when you go to the saints game, they have a, a band that actually t- kind of goes through the entire stadium and you'll catch them playing at certain times. So look at the colleges with their amazing brass bands in the colleges too, that even do competitions. So yeah, that's a huge deal there, but, and it's so fun, very lively, very exciting that would be fun to go to. And again, it's affordable. It's not. And when you go to these concerts, oh my gosh, I don't go to concerts anymore. I'm not spending two, three, $400 for a ticket for a concert anymore. It's just, it's too expensive. I don't want to see 80 year old foreigner hot-blooded <laughs> and, and then spending they talk $400. most of the time. So you lose the authenticness of yeah. the, the music because when you, when that's the thing here, you, you might have 15 performers at a festival. They're all playing. They're going to talk a little bit. The last couple of concerts I've went to, the performers are on stage and they chat with, they interact with the audience, which is great, but you might hear three or four songs in the course of two hours and you paid, like you said, a couple hundred dollars for a ticket. Whereas here, I mean, you're going to, you're going to spend 10, $20 and you're going to see a bunch of local bands and it's about the music and it's real and it's rich and it's, and it's just authentic. And that's, that's new Orleans. I mean, I mean you can't go to a movie for that. I mean, that's amazing that you could bring your family and especially with young people. And that's what I love about new Orleans is that, everyone wants their kids to be involved and their kids to be involved in the culture. And that's why I think they have so much fun is because it is a family thing. It's not to just let yourself go and just have a good time. There's no drama. There's no, no. you know, craziness. It's just, let's have a good time. Doesn't matter what color you are, where you're from, whatever. And I just love that because jazz is just, I mean, this, is the, the, this kind of stuff is just amazing. It's and just, unfortunately music is something that is not dying, but, Usually when schools have to cut funding for programs, music is one of the first. And to me, that's a shame because that's a way for children to express themselves. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's so many, there's so many children out there that have either theatrical talents or vocal talents, and you need an outlet for it. When I was growing up, it was just starting to get big. And then, you know, I think it was Glee was a television show and then mm-hmm. you know, American Idol was launched. So those programs seemed to evolve because children wanting to get involved with that. But then now with schools having the funding issues they're having, they have to start cutting the arts program. And unfortunately, usually that's the first thing that happens yeah. unless, unless, you know, there's a band program and they participate in that. But I mean, like we had like drama class and we had art class and we had music class. Whereas now, you know, schools are they're they're having more involvement. They, they have programs, you know, where they're raising money with, the, give you an example, the brass fest. It's um, presented by the Save Our Brass Band Culture Foundation. And what they're trying to do is to bring awareness to people. Like you said, keep that history and that culture alive. Yeah. And those are things that kids growing up nowadays, they don't know about 
uh, Al Hurd. They don't know about Louis Armstrong. They don't know about Pete Fountain. They hear their parents oh, yeah. talk about it, but they don't know who that is. Whereas I grew up knowing those names. My dad even performed with some of them. Oh yeah. So that that's if I had children, that that's something I'd want to pass on to them and that generation. So that's that's a good thing about these organizations and they're having them in this area is because they're bringing that awareness to them. So when they have children, they'll be able to pass that information on to them and that cult, the culture in in that that tr- that real authentic. New Orleans music and you know that vibe that we have here like you said it doesn't matter where you're from what you look like it's all about the music here and it's all about the fun so that'll be that'll be passed on generations to come at least I at least I hope so that's very cool I'm a huge Charlie Parker guy he's one of my favorites so again I mean that goes back to the 30s so I there's just such talent the decades of talent with this god that sounds like a lot of fun this might be my favorite I Uh, Let's talk about Hogs for the Cause. Now, it looks underneath, and they have a great website on the bottom. It says they are a legal 501c3 organization. I believe that's a nonprofit organization that supports families fighting pediatric brain cancer, which is a very severe issue um, that a lot of families go under. And I've had some friends, my father died of brain cancer, and I've had some friends whose kids had it. And it's just a a destructive, just a terrible thing to go under, like so many, any of the the kids' diseases. But uh, so we're going to give a link next week or tomorrow to this. It says, if you're unable to attend, we're more than happy to take a donation. And again, anything you could give would be great, but it's hogs for causes. And if you're a meat eater like me and if you love <laughs> if you love pork like I do oh my gosh I would love to be here why don't you talk about this festival so hogs for a cause has partnered with children's hospital and they basically built what's called hogs house and that is a multi-million dollar facility that families can stay at for when their children are getting treatment similar to Ronald McDonald house I think that is an amazing thing oh yeah that alone to me just you know it melts my heart because I, I, I know I've had families that have children that are special needs and had to be involved with Ronald McDonald House. So I feel like this, this charity needs awareness and I definitely wanted to bring awareness to them and to their cause. Um, they, it's the it's a same event. They have music, they have food. It's gonna be held at the UNO Lakefront Arena at the end of the month. Um, if anybody went to UNO, they know where the arena is. And it's, they have bands on the schedule. I mean, it's, it's a wide variety. Um, tickets are relatively inexpensive, but some of the performers that I were looking at, I mean, they have, they have a couple rock bands. They have kind of some country. They have a, a few uh, jazz, R&B bands. And, and the lineup is very uh, interesting. I mean, it's huge. Yes. Because they, <laughs> they, have like, they have like 12 groups a day. And I mean, these are, you know, very, very well-known bands in, in pretty amazing uh, names too. There's never a question that it's a New Orleans event. When, 20 New Orleans bands, event. 20 oh bands, my three gosh. stages. The tickets are a little bit more than the Brass Festival. They're $55 for general admission. You can just buy a single ticket if you want to just go for the, for the one day. They're going to have tons of stages with food. Um, I mean, they, they, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, they, they're having a, um, a couchon delay. Uh, it's just, a, 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 it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm excited about this one. I actually, I would like to attend it, like I said, because, because of what, what, what they're doing for uh, the Children's Hospital. Um, it's, it's unfortunate, like you said, you know, you're, uh, you're looking at it from a point of view of, you know, this is an event that's, it's a fun time, but it's, it's also a very serious cause and it's something that needs a, awareness. And I'm all for going to have a good time and knowing that my money's going somewhere that is going to benefit somebody. And I feel like this is a great event. So if anybody is looking for something to do at the end of the month, it's Hogs for a Cause. Again, it's out at UNO Lakefront Arena. It's $55 for two days. And uh, it's March the 27th and 28th to be exact. I had to Google the dates just to make sure. But um, it's going to be 20, 20 bands, three stages, a lot of fun for the entire weekend. Um, they're going to have merchandise out there, food vendors. Um, it just sounds like a really great time. And like I said, the mu- the music is very diverse. So if you like country, you like R&B, you like rock. I mean, they've got a little bit of everything for, for you out there. And I think it's going to be a really good time. I think we're definitely going to try to check that out this year. And if you have a few extra dollars, they do have some VIP tickets that are more expensive. But again, it goes to a great cause and you get some great perks. The food looks amazing. 90 different vendors. Oh my gosh. I would... 
I would probably be dead. I don't think I could get out of there with a, I've been to a lot of food festivals, but this one sounds like it's pretty epic. So with I want to know what vendors, pork oh, puree is. That's what I need to find out what pork puree is. Some of them, when I went to the garlic festival, I remember they gave you garlic ice cream. And oh my. That, that's oh, uh, it was interesting. I, everyone loved it except me i thought it was extremely disgusting but they gave you so many different things but the freshness of the food oh my gosh these when you if you've never been to a food festival first of all you're getting out of the parking lot and you're dying because you're smelling all these foods they they are in these huge pans and they're making it for everyone there and they're serve and there's going to be top chefs there I mean, it's going to be award-winning chefs as well, a mixture of part-time pit masters and award-winning chefs. So my gosh, I would, oh, the food is unbelievable. And they, they obviously will have great drinks uh, and they, they encourage you to devour delicious barbecue, listen to great sounds and get a good drink. So that sounds like a great day for, for the whole family. And and, you know, you could keep the kids maybe a night, a day for a wife and uh, a husband to get out, uh, spread, spread your wings a little bit, get a few cocktails in you. And boy, the pictures on this website of this food, woof, it looks I, great. I know. And the best part about it is $2 million donated to fight pediatric brain cancer. That is wow. the most. How I mean, cool is that? I mean, go eat a lot, go drink a lot, have a good time. And it's for a great cause. You, I mean, you just, you can't ask for more than that. You really can't. Okay. Now I'm going to be very self selfish. I'm going to talk about, I wanted to talk about the bourbon fest because <laughs> I am a bourbon freak. I love bourbon. I love cognac. One of my favorite drinks and most millennials don't even know what I'm talking about. It's called a Sasserac. Uh, made with a little bit of absinthe and uh, cognac, but that's different from bourbon. But I love bourbon, and bourbon is an American, proud American drink. You cannot call it bourbon if it's made outside of the United States. Why don't you talk a little bit about the bourbon festival that you know, and I've got some other tidbits about it uh, that, we'll, that I'll bring up. Well, this is the fourth annual New Orleans Bourbon Fest. It's going to be held on March 11th, 12th. 13th and 14th and it's uh, basically all about bourbon there's going to be distilleries and representatives there to discuss their products um, there's a, um, a judging event there's going to be a bourbon brunch and it is oh. all it, and all of it is for a charity called kids canola which is a nonprofit organization that's to help benefit uh, children in New Orleans, basically uh, benefit their well-being, whether they need school supplies or education or medical care. So again, it's another great charity. And I th I th this one sounds like a fun one. If you, like you said, if you're a lover of bourbon and, and you like to drink, that this sounds like a good time. <laughs> I'm personally not a bourbon drinker, but uh, this 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 looks like something that is is really interesting from the aspect of the distilleries because I, I I like beer and I like going on uh, beer distilleries tours and brewery tours so uh, that that's something uh, I think is is really interesting so I think having representatives there they probably share a little bit about how it's made and and uh, what all goes involved with that so uh, I, I guess if you want to take over and talk about some of your I'm a yep I'm a little bit like. <laughs> being from Napa I'm a little bit of a wine snob and. I'm a little bit of a bourbon snob, so I'm not going to, I'm going to try to tone it down. But what's interesting is about 90 to 95% of the bourbon is made in Kentucky, but you can make it anywhere. It just became kind of a thing in Kentucky. Uh, now, some have asked, the main question is, what's the difference between whiskey? How can a whiskey be called a bourbon? And the big thing, it's, it's the mash. It must contain at least 51% of corn. Uh, and it must be distilled at 160 proof or less. And if you know on watching Moonshiners or some other shows, if it, a whiskey uh, it, or moonshine, whatever, a lot of it is done more uh, at, at more than 160. And then you have to uh, tone it down with water or whatever. So the distillate must be stored in charred new oak barrels, just like wine, at 125 proof or less. Also, it must be pure. It must contain no additives. So bourbon is a very, and as some of you know, <laughs> expensive. And some of it, you could get fairly, it's not something you're drinking every day, like food that they're going to do. They have the restaurants that are going to be there. And boy, I'm telling you, what I love is they're going to be doing classes. They're going to tell you how to make it, tell you how they distill it. 
I mean, that to me, as a bourbon drinker, a wine drinker, when I go wine tasting in Napa, I'm from the Napa Valley, that's the fun part. How do they make it? How is it made? And they show you and they get you to taste different, different levels and different uh, times that they're creating at the early stages and later stages. I mean, that this, this, if you're a pure bourbon drinker, know some women that love bourbon, but again, maybe this is uh, one of those that you get a couple of the guys together and you go and you have a day of it. Cause this sounds like a lot of fun and it's for a great cause. And so, they're doing a lot of taste uh, samples and tastings. Yeah. So um, you definitely can check out a couple of different brands. I don't know if they're going to be local, you know, to the South or if it's going to be all over the country. Cause like you said, I know a lot of it is, is uh, distilled in Kentucky. That might be something to, to uh, actually check into. Cause uh, if it's, I know here, especially we were starting to get into a lot of craft breweries with beer. So I'm yeah. wondering, that's something I'm, I'm trying to actually find out right now, if it's going to be local or where, who's going to be there. I don't see actually a lineup for it. I but, see um, Jim, Jim Beam is one of the uh, sponsors. So I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Jim Beam things. Theme, but there's going to be a lot of other ones too i'm sure so a lot of times too they get local distillers that will be there that will show you how to make it because uh it, it's like craft in california everybody's now a craft beer person but there are some that are really good and especially with bourbon if you don't make good bourbon you're there it's a snooty group we're, we're not going to like it so and we're going to let you know so anybody that's there i'm sure is going to be a big deal and it's going to represent so that sounds like a ton of fun. Now, this is something I know nothing about because we have St. Patty's Day everywhere and St. Patty's Day parades, especially in Boston, which is real huge. But this is interesting to me. The Italian-Irish St. Patty's Day parade, where did that, what is the history of that? What, what is going on there? Why are the Irish and the Italians both into this? <laughs> well, as you know, New Orleans is a mixed bag. Sure. So, um, and I am actually Italian and Irish. So, wow. But, yes. Um, I thought you were just pure Irish. Oh, you have a, some Italian in you. Okay. I, I, I am Italian. My father was Italian. My grandfather, uh, Italian, and my great grandfather actually came from Trapani, Italy. So, um, it's, wow. it's, so yes, the culture's there. That's where I learned to cook, thank goodness. Because um, <laughs> my mom, my mom, bless her heart, was from New York. So if you can imagine, you know, having someone uh, who's a Cajun, a, a Cajun Italian living in New Orleans and my mom being from New York and they do not even know what a, what a spice is. Um, it, it was they just do bagels. Yeah, it was, it was, inter it was interesting growing up um, as far as, you know, the differences of learning with the food. But, um, but basic Irish Italian parade, any, you know, anyone that's from here, you know, uh, you grow up with the parades, they have the marching crews, they have the flutes, but they do it a little bit different they don't throw as many beads as your typical mardi gras parade so uh here's the real interesting part of that <laughs> they throw food and i don't mean just like a bag I of potatoes i have never chips. heard of this they throw moon pies and they throw <laughs> cabbage and they throw corn potatoes when i was growing up my mom and my neighbors, we all get together and we go out and we get chicken and we hang out on the parade route when the parade would come and we'd buy a roast at the grocery store and they would throw cabbage, corn, potatoes, you name it, onions, and we'd go home and we'd cook a pot roast from what we what, caught at the that parade. Is buzz, that is unbelievable. It says here in the festival, just like you said, potatoes, carrots, moon pies. Why moon pies? I love moon pies. I have no idea. It's just something that, and it, it's, it's, it's something that's still continued all these years. So it's when you go and you don't get one and you're really disappointed. You're like, I didn't get a moon pie, but the trading of the food is what's the funniest after the parade. That because cracks me up. You see everybody with these big <laughs> satchels of their, you know, their, their, their winning, so to speak. And <laughs> if you've got like six bags of, of, of uh, cabbage and, and you've only got like four potatoes and you know you're going home to cook this roast you start seeing people exchange and they're bartering like hey i'll give you this if you give me that and uh it's it's just it's it's funny it's fun to watch but it i i swear 100 it is the honest truth no i want no i got i got some questions what <laughs> yes. so you go to the store your mom will buy cabbages or what will she buy? My, when I was younger, my mom would buy a roast, a pot roast. A roast, a and pot then, roast. And then we would go to the parade the next day. Just with the empty bags. 
Mm -hmm. Correct. And, and people would throw, because it says here, people will start saying, Mr. Throw me something, throw me something. And then they start throwing food at you. Correct. And then you bring the food home and you whole cook it. cabbages, whole cabbages, <laughs> whole corn, carrots, and onions. moon pies. I um, love moon pies. I mean, canned goods. We've caught canned goods before. <laughs> um, not as often, but we've gotten that bags of potato chips, um, gum, suckers. I mean, you name it. I mean, they, they still threw beads, but the majority of it was, was food. And now, no one takes their clothes off in this one. No, is this it's is a very food. family friendly event. Good. Okay. Um, now they do have the, the marching crews that, you know, the gentlemen that march with their little uh, flowers on the stick and, and you get an artificial flower, they give you a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Um, it, the, and then last maybe five or 10 years, they have some women's marching groups now, but it used to just be men that did it. Um, and then of course they have the jazz bands that are on their little sure. trailers and their little floats and they play as they go by, but it's a fun, fun event. I mean, it's, it's been around, like I said, I, I mean, when I was younger, I, I was in a, uh, in a dance club and we actually marched in the parades. Um, and then as I got older, you know, we just attended them, but it was, it was a family, like a family block party thing all my mom's friends and our neighbors growing up we all went to the parade together and it was an all-day thing we got chicken in the morning and we had our little coolers and we would you know bring our like literally tote big giant tote bags to catch the, the food and then we'd bring it home and swap what we didn't need or if we needed something you know we'd barter with one of our neighbors and then everybody went home and cooked <laughs> Oh my God, that is amazing. I, I just love that. And what's interesting is I'm looking at there, there are tons of parades. Tons, yes. This is a, like... A everybody's under the assumption that when, when Mardi Gras is over, that's the end of the parades. And it, it isn't. I mean, it's not as busy. Um, last weekend, we had what was called Mardi Paws, which was on the North Shore. And it mm -hmm. was for um, the Rescue Foundation. It was Ian Soderheimer. I, I think I'm saying his name right. He was an actor on the Va Vampire Diaries. He's actually from Covington and oh. he's and he's been like the grand marshal like the last couple of years with it and he raises money for uh children uh for I'm sorry not children's animal charities and uh that they had that this past uh weekend but we've got the uh, Irish Channel parade which I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with that New Orleans has a uh, subdivisions or or what do you call it um I'm like totally ugh. okay let me start over there <laughs> okay with St. Patrick's Day, they have the Irish Channel, which is Parasol. It's a bar in New Orleans, and uh, it's a community, and it's a big event there. So they have their their parades, and everybody knows they're familiar with that. Um, it's it starts like early morning, and it's all day affair. You go out and you go drinking at this bar. It's a corner bar in New Orleans, and it's just a fun time. And then they celebrate St. Patrick's Day all through the weekend, and then it ends like on Sunday with the St. Patrick's Day parade. Same thing. They have floats. They throw food bands. Um, when I was younger, my dad actually played at one of the bars wow. that was like a block off of the parade route. He was real good friends with the owner, and they had a big shindig. They would bowl crawfish. Um, he pulled me out of school that his band would play. I mean, it was just, it was a really fun time. And then the parade would pass by. And then again, like I said, you're out there, you're catching food, you're bartering and everything. And it, it's a fun time again, family environment. And it's still like that today. The parade route is, is relatively the same. Um, they now, do have now, now Tina, if you think now she's not, I want to interrupt her. Cause I, I just want to give you guys the size of this. If you think this is a cute little shindig, Listen to this, 53 floats, 35 marching groups, 1,500 members, and 350,000 pounds of food. There you go. Are you See, kidding See, I was not me? exaggerating. I don't, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> oh all. my gosh. It is that, a huge and, event. And if you go on the site, the pictures are just absolutely amazing they have this one of the lady that she has all these all this food that she had to put on on some ladders and she's got she must have 15 to 20 cabbages she's got carrots she's got canned goods she's got a moon pie got a bag of moon pies Mm -hmm. I mean, this is amazing. This, this has been happening since the eighties. So wow. it's, it's been around a while and it's, and it is in Jefferson parish. It is, is it, it is in Metairie, which mm -hmm. is the next city over from new Orleans. So because it, we don't have these events go on every day, kind of like Mardi Gras, there's not the competition because 
with New Orleans, you have a parade on a Monday, Tuesday night. Metairie has a parade. They have them on the North Shore. This parade is the only parade and it rolls in Metairie. So if you wow. think there's huge crowds out for, you know, the regular Mardi Gras parades, this is like a huge event. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so big is because it's, you're not having the competition with the other crews. It is, you know, the annual Irish Time Parade. Everybody knows about it. And it is just, it's a fun event. And like I said, if you're hungry, no worries. You've got enough food for the week. <laughs> oh my God. This, this is a must go. You got to go to this. Oh my gosh. I would, this, this would, might, I would go to the Bourbon Festival drunk and then I would come here uh, <laughs> and, then, and then get food. I guess, oh my gosh. When I, when, when, I was, when I was younger, it was one of my favorite parades to go to. I actually hated when my crew got invited to actually have to march in it because I missed out on it. And that's mm. one of the reasons why I don't ride in parades. I've been asked you know, numerous times if we wanted to, to ride in a parade. And I just, I, I'd like to, I like to actually be on the other side. I like to be on the neutral ground, enjoying it, you know, watching the bands, enjoying the floats, hanging with my friends. I don't want to be in the parade. And I, and I remember this, like when I was younger, cause it was kind of mandatory. Like if you were in a marching crew, you couldn't sit out of it. I mean, that was part yeah. of the thing. So I always hated when we got asked to do it because I, I couldn't enjoy the parade. You know, I got dropped off in the morning and, you know, we, we went through the parade route and at the end, that was it. I mean, you didn't even, you didn't really see much of anything because once you get to the disbanding area, you know, you got to get your stuff and your parents are there to pick you up and then it's, oh, it's over. So This is I, amazing. And what's funny, as Californians, we don't even like our neighbors. I mean, we don't want to talk to them. We don't want them in our space. We want privacy. And this is why I think New Orleans is so much fun, is all boundaries are kind of broken down. Everyone is friendly. It's, it's a family environment. And then some aren't. I'm not naive. But, but it's a very social thing where there's not a lot of barriers. There's not a lot of things. There's not a lot of stuffiness. It's like, let's just go have a great time. And a lot of these things, which I love in New Orleans and in the areas of surround New Orleans and the areas surrounding it, is that, that there's causes behind them and there's things that they do with them. It's not, let's just party and get drunk and see you later. There's always something that seems to be, the, it's just, I think it's something the NOLA area doesn't get the credit it deserves is for the heart and for the passion, for the love they have for their fellow man. And I think this is what makes these things so much fun is that almost every time you do something like this, it's to help somebody. And so you have a good time and you help. And I think that's why their spirit is such a giving one. And I think a lot of us would learn from this area is that a lot of us are low, you know, I'm be real, real sincere. When I was in church big time and we were doing a lot of fundraisers, I couldn't imagine why we we're going to poor areas. And my pastor, I never forgot what he said. He said, rich people don't give. And he said, poor people do. And what I love about the NOLA area is that everyone gives. It's not a stuffy area. It's an area where everyone has compassion and heart. And that's something that's lost in all these festivals. People think, oh, you just get drunk and people take their shirts off. No, that's not what New Orleans, uh, New Orleans is. NOLA area is about giving. It's about caring. It's about passion and compassion. And that's something, Tina, that I think it doesn't get the credit nationwide that it does is because of the Mardi Gras, because of the other things that they do. But what a, what a caring and loving uh, place. It's, we it's, are. We are we such, we're such a fun city. And I think that's where it get, that, that gets lost is that everybody just associates New Orleans with just this fun, loving city. But, you know, we are very compassionate. We are very serious. We've been through a lot of things. I mean, I hate to bring up Katrina, but I mean, obviously it was devastating. And, you know, people basically kind of just wrote us off after that. And we came back better and stronger. I mean, we've got, we've got three or four festivals that just in the last five years have started and they're, they're successful. And every year it seems there be, there's another festival that's popping up. We now have a King Hay festival and a beignet festival, and there's a music mm. festival that's starting this weekend. There's all kinds of things going on. And I mean, every year they do well and they get bigger and better. And that, like, I, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, there's never a bad time to come visit here. There's always something going on. But I mean, we are a, a, a very resilient city. We've been through a lot. And I think we become stronger because we understand, you know, like I said, when, when that happened, it was, it was a tough time. I'll give you an example. Y'all know anybody that follows me on Twitter news, I'm a huge Saints fan. When 
when Katrina happened, there was a lot of questions on whether the saints were going to remain in the city. And they put a campaign to get together to try to get people to buy season tickets. That was the first and since then every year that the saints sold out. And I mean, here it is in a city that we come back, half the businesses aren't open, people's homes are, you know, destroyed, being remodeled, and the Saints sold out their mm. entire their season tickets for the entire year. And that was the first time since the Saints came to New Orleans. And ever since then, every year since then, they've sold out. And yeah. to me, that's that I mean, I know it's sports related and they went Saints and but I mean to me that that says so much because we knew that we were on the verge of losing our team if we couldn't mm-hmm. support them. And we did, and we did successfully, and we have since since then. So to me, that speaks volumes about our city and our people because when we come together when it's something that's important to us. And, and the saints do a lot for the community. They do a lot, you know, for, um, for charities here. I mean, just outside of the enjoyment of just, you know, being at the game, they, they do a lot for us. And it was our chance to give, to do something for them, to, to show that, Hey, we can support them, that we love them and we want them here. So, I mean, just outside of that, you know, outside of sports with, with the community events and the charities and the festivals. And I mean, we, we just, whenever there's a cause and it's something that's important, we're going to show up. Yep. You know, we want to do something. It's important. People, we need to bring awareness to these things because it's, you know, New Orleans is like one of the best cities in the world. We, 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 we will, we will throw a party for anything, but if it's going to a good cause, people, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger every single year. And that's what makes me be proud. so proud to be from here because I, I can look at these events that I'll attend, you know, in the near future or whether, you know, whether I can make them all this year or next year and know you know, what they, they actually did. So when we can promote them, we can say, Hey, they raised $2 million for this charity or they raised $500,000 for this charity. To me, that's a great thing. And I know my money's going to something and I'm having a good time, but it's, it's just, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than just me being out somewhere for three or four hours. Now talk about some of the other festivals that are going on, other million festivals that are going on in uh, this great area. Well, there's Jazz Fest, which um, is a huge event, brings people in from all over the country. It'll start in April, and it runs, I believe, 10 days. So that's going to be coming up. Um, We also have what's called Soul Fest, and it's free at the Audubon Zoo. And it's very family-friendly. They have live music, uh, children's activities. They have a lot of local artists. Um, They have two stages. So that's going to be a fun event as well. Um, And it runs, I believe, from 10 in the morning to 6 in the evening. So, um, you know, it's a daytime event, like I said, family-friendly. There's just, there's going to be so much going on. There's the New Orleans Wine Food Experience. If you like to eat and you like wine, um, that is all through the New Orleans area. It's, uh, they have so much going on. It's various locations. It's four days. It's not just in one area. So, I mean, you can go to uh, what they call sessions where they have workshops and they have wine professionals and chefs that will talk to you about uh, dessert wines and uh, different foods and how, you know what to serve with them, which is pretty interesting too. It's a little bit more expensive, obviously, just due to the nature to it. But I mean, if you are you know, a wine drinker or you know, a connoisseur of it, I think it's something that, that, that you definitely want to check out. Um, we just, it, there's just, there's so many things, like I said, I mean, it, it, it just, this is it. This is where it starts. And I had to laugh when you were bringing up sugar, when you were talking about the Sazerac, because uh, on the flip side of that, there's, it's snowball season that started this past mm-hmm. weekend. You may know it as a snow cone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we call it a snow cone. Yes. Well, it, we actually have snowball season here and it's a, it's a big thing, kind of like king cake season, you know, depending on how you like it, whether you like it stuffed with ice cream, if you like it with condensed milk, um, it, it, people stand in line and, and they wait to get it. We've got several different places uh, throughout New Orleans and Metairie that are known for their snowballs. Um, some traditional, you know, just regular snowballs with uh, condensed milk. Some of them make them in the little Chinese takeout containers, which are really cute. Um, yeah. They have uh, stuffed snowballs with ice cream. Um, the new thing that's just kind of popped up in the last couple of years or the, uh, the gourmet snowballs where they put like brownies or wow. they like my wedding cake is like one of my favorites. I'm, you know, like I mentioned before, I'm a wedding cake girl and mm-hmm. king cake girl. So they make a wedding cake stuffed snowball and it's actually stuffed with ice cream in the middle and a piece of wedding cake. 
Wow. Dense milk. I mean, it's, it's, it's diabetes in a cup. I mean, it is, it is rough. It is very sweet and it is delicious. Kids love the condensed milk. One. Yes. Oh, definitely. And I mean, yeah. they, they top it with chocolate syrup or cherries, but I mean, it is snowball season. So, I mean, if you've never had one and you come to New Orleans, definitely get you a snowball because I mean, they are just, especially in this weather. I mean, we're, we're, we're right now sitting in, in the, in the seventies, which is not bad, but I mean, once mm-hmm. we get into the, the, the heart of summer, it's going to be hot and humid. Um, so, I mean, a snowball is a great way to, to end your day and cool off. But uh, we are at the beginning of snowball season that started this past week. So there was a big article in the news about it, like where your favorite places and what's your favorite con. And of course, chocolate is, you know, pretty much everybody's favorite. Kids love oh, yeah. that. But that's the new oh thing. God. Now they have they have the gourmet ones where they're stuffing with actually like pieces of brownie and cakes and, um, you know, but to me, a chocolate stuffed, uh, chocolate stuffed chocolate snowball or a traditional just plain wedding cake snowball those are like my two favorites so i mean we've we approved a fun time in, in new orleans we just have so much going on i mean like you said if you're a bourbon drinker you want to go to bourbon fest if you like music there's a brass fest there's soul fest um you know if you're a wine drinker there's a, the wine and food experience hogs for cause which i mean i just i can't say enough about that that's something that you know really touched me learning about about that touched my heart we just it's just this this is the best time <laughs> in my opinion. It really is. To, and, to well, and what's, and if you're a single person, especially young person, what better way to meet people is to go out to these festivals because there's a huge amount of people. Everybody's having a good time. It's laid back. It's, it's just a real fun time. And boy, I think too many people are obsessed with these dating sites. And uh, now someone told me the other day that, uh, uh, some of the hookup sites are now considered dating sites. It's just all that's dysfunction. Go out and meet people. Yeah, go meet out there. people. Have some fun. <laughs> use use your personality. And if you don't have a personality, get a couple drinks and you go to the bourbon <laughs> festival. <laughs> you get go. a personality. Because uh, because boy, there's just there's so many neat people out there that are that are just waiting to be to meet other people. And I just think this is these are the type. If we had festivals like this when I was young, I'd be at every. And the beauty of it, a lot of it is relatively inexpensive or free. We have something yeah. called it's Wednesday at the Square, and it's at Lafayette Square. It's right off of Poitiers Street in downtown New Orleans. Every Wednesday, they have bands that play. It starts usually like around 5 p.m. So you can get off of work if you work in the CBD, literally walk there. They'll have, you know, one or two bands and it's completely free. They have food vendors. They have drink vendors. It's, you know, they're there till about eight o'clock at night. It costs you absolutely nothing. So just, you know, a couple hours of your time to get out and have a good time. And And the street food is great and it's not expensive and it is good. Just a a tip for tourists that are coming to New Orleans, just stay away from the lucky dogs. (laughs) Do not eat What are lucky dogs? Lucky dogs are hot dogs that are sold by the vendors in the cart. Just, just, just trust me. Do not eat a lucky dog. (laughs) Okay. Those are those the ones that cats are purring next to him or what what's going on <laughs> just it, okay uh i don't want to i don't want to crush them because i know they got to make their money but um they're hot dogs and they are sitting in that little cart all day long <laughs> so just take take your five dollars and, and go buy a po' boy or go buy a, a sandwich from from another store um just okay just stay away stay from away. the lucky dogs <laughs> stay away from the lucky dogs they're unlucky they've been there for too long and, yes exactly uh, but but uh, like i said there's just so much going on here and it and it's really inexpensive and you can go out and have a good time and i mean if you love music this is it i mean this is you know this is the golden time to be here i mean we start you know at the beginning of march literally when mardi gras ended that this is festival season and there's just so much going on. And I, I think anyone that comes here or anyone that lives here that hasn't had the chance to get out there, you know, go out and check out some of these festivals. They're for great causes. Um, I feel like, you know, there's just, I think this is going to get bigger as the next couple of years, we're going to start seeing a lot more things, um, whether it be musical or food. And, and, and I tend to kind of lean to the food just because of what's happened over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, beignets are popular here. King, King cakes are popular here. We started off with a seafood festival a few years ago. And it basically just celebrated, you know, all seafood. Mm. Now it's gotten to the point where they've actually now have separate events separate festivals. We have a shrimp festival and an oyster festival. In addition to the seafood festival, we have a strawberry festival, which is um, a huge event. I know I had talked to you about a bead of strawberry, which um, is made with Ponchatoula strawberries, but there is a strawberry festival that's held in Ponchatoula. They have a parade. Um, I mean, so there's just 
and, and it's outside of New Orleans. It's across the lake, which is not that far, but there's just so, I mean, there's always something going on. It's just, this is like one of the best times to be, to be in the city. Tons to do. Now, two things I wanted to ask you. Sure. Is everybody calmed down since the Drew Brees announcement that he'll stay? It seems like has everything or is people complaining? How's the atmosphere with Saints fans? They're happy, but unfortunately, <clears throat> free agency frenzy is about to start mm -hmm. in, in, in like a week and a half. So they're curious as to what's going to happen with that. We just had the combine this past weekend. We got to look at some of the prospective players that we may draft so as far as the the nervousness of whether drew comes back that's over but now we're all shifting to what we're going to do in the draft who are we going to draft who are we going to pick up in free agency um the biggest issue is we need a a, a solid second wide receiver opposite of mike thomas so yep. th that's that's a lot been of names questions. have come up and and the, what's good for the Saints is this is one of the deepest wide receivers. It is. It is. in a long is, are we time. Draft one? Are we going to draft one? Or are we going to pick one up in free agency? That's been the the, the chatter the last like week. I would. I'm telling you, second round pick. Everyone. Everyone's talking. If you look at many of the first round picks, a lot of them don't make it, and a lot of them don't do as well as everyone thinks they're going to do. And a lot of times, the later picks are the ones that really do well. So, and that's on a lot of teams. So, I. Personally, I'm not obsessed with the first round unless it's a super, superstar. And all these have talent, but I don't think none of them are, can't miss. So to me, I would weigh I would, – I'm a real proponent of going for the best talent available. If there's a talent – if you need a, a wide receiver and the wide receiver crowd isn't that good, I don't pick a wide receiver. I pick the best player available most talented player because I want more talent on my team and then I'll get it through free agent or I'll go later in the draft. I'm not going to pick a high draft pick on a position that may not be good. Now for this, you have so many of them. If there's a great defensive player there or another player that you really like there, I would get them and wait because there are going to be in the second and third round some steals. This is a very deep draft for wide receivers. Yes. There was a couple of guys that I didn't have my eye on after the combine that I now do. And um, one of them in particular that I think his draft stock rose by his performance. So I'm going to be curious to see where he winds up, if he will be taken in the first round, if he will slip into the second round. Who's that? It's Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. Um, yeah. He is a huge wide receiver, tight end size wide receiver, but he's fast and he's physical and that's what we need. Um, there was a couple other ones that, you know, I, I was impressed with, but, but he stood out now, like, again, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I have a feeling that he may have pushed himself into the first round if he wasn't there already, but you know, there's, there's the quarterback talk. I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen with that either. Um, we just, <laughs> like I said before, this is a very interesting off season for us because we know that our time with Drew is limited. We still don't know what his contract is going to be. I think we have another, uh, like few weeks with them to negotiate before we have to pay that money. And it's going to, we're going to take that cap hit. And then with the tender on Taysom. So, and mm -hmm. I, and I don't, unfortunately, I think Teddy's leaving. I know I mentioned that before. So, mm -hmm. Um, we, we, we may be possibly looking at a quarterback too. Sean Payton, you know, he's offensive guy and he, there's a quite a few people on his, his board that I think he's looking at. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, the draft, like I said, free agency starts in a few weeks. The draft isn't until the end of next month, but I mean, whatever happens in the next two weeks and we make some moves, then we can start seeing where we're going to lean towards in the draft. I had so much fun talking to you about all these things. I cannot wait. And in the next week, I'm actually going to check out some more. I'm going to go on YouTube, check out some videos and some pictures. It's just amazing, all these things. And we're going to start posting a lot of these things. We're going to try to communicate with these different sites in these different places that are doing things and the, and the different organizations because like like you said there's so many good things that they're doing and we reach so many people that it it would just be really an honor to get to get involved in a little way and to help people and I, I'm really excited about the podcast and we're excited about this. And to our uh, listeners, if there's an event or a festival or something yeah, that we that missed, we have, that we've missed, I mean, cause I would love to know about it. And, and if they have a cause that's, you know, that they're promoting and they're, they're trying to raise awareness for, I would love to be able to help. I mean, I'm very accessible. I'm at 
Dinola girl on Twitter. You can hit me up anytime. Um, like, like he just said, you can DM me, Jeff, like I said, when he's feeling well, you can hit him up as well. And, you know, we'll definitely do some research and we'll be, be happy to, to raise some awareness to it. Cause it, it's, like I said, there's so much going on right now in new Orleans. And, and this, this would be one thing that, you know, we'd be so happy to, to say, Hey, look, you know, we can bring some awareness to you and we can try to, to, to make it, you know, successful to make it bigger than it would be normally. And on the last thing, what is happening in 2022 that is going to have the world looking at that at New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. <laughs> 2022 2022 guess where the final four is gonna be for march madness ah yes that's the right superdome yes i am they're doing that is exciting right now, which um I, I don't know if a lot of people know this but the superdome uh, is usually where the indemian extravaganza is held at, uh for mardi gras and they're they're they did not have it this year because they're doing renovations because there's a lot of things coming up we are uh, hosting the final four the super bowl so there's a, a lot of things going on they're doing a multi-million dollar renovation it's going to be really nice once it gets all uh done and you know again if if you're coming to the city and you want to check out an event um you're doing football season get some tickets to the Saints game and, and then come and see, you know, what it looks like. It's beautiful, but they're going to make her even more beautiful. Yep. Next year, I'm going to try to get in good, keep getting in good with Tina and her husband. And I would love to go visit them and go to a couple of these things. A little uh, rather merry, as Bob Cratchit once said. Yeah, I, I just think it's such a fun thing. I think this podcast is really fun. I, I enjoy editing it. I enjoy checking it out. Even when I'm not in it, it's just so much fun. Tina and Jeff do such a good job and just learning about this stuff and learning about what a great place this is. So uh, Tina, you did a great job. Another great show. I can't wait to edit it. Eventually, I'm hoping we can get some guests on here at some point and oh, yeah. uh, get to share that with them, uh, you know, what, what, we're, what we're trying to do here because... I, like I said, I'm born and raised in New Orleans. I love the city and I want people to know what I know about it, but also too, I am learning as well. So don't, don't feel like, Hey, you know, you missed this. I want, I want to talk to you about something. Definitely hit me up. Cause I'm, I'm all ears. We're here for you. You know, we love New Orleans and we want to spread it and out there to everyone else. Now we have tons of stuff to talk about tons of stuff, but please again, DM us, DM uh, Tina anything that you want to talk about. There's so many things that are going on. But if you have something that is personal to you or some sort of outreach, something that is going to help an organization that helps, we're more than happy to support it. If you just have a generalized question, uh, DM Tina, she's the expert, and Jeff, they're experts on New Orleans. We're going to get some great guests and we're going to talk to New Orleans, lifetime New Orleans people. And boy, I'm just so excited about the future. We're just starting, but it's starting off great. So, Tina, this is great stuff. Well, thank y'all for joining us again on this week's episode of Floors Truly. Again, this is Tina at The Nola Girl on Twitter, and y'all have a great night. Take care, everyone. works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Now serving B24 at DMV window number seven. Okay, Jim, we're next in line. Perfect, Jim. Things are going very smoothly. You remember the cell phone bill? Yes, and the birth certificate. Nice. We'll have a real ID in no time. That's right. Ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game. Real great work, Jim. You too, Jim. Excuse me, are you talking to yourself? Now serving B25 at window number 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. Talk yourself into real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash real ID.